0: Politics, culture, chaos. It's time to make sense of it all. It's time to have a little fun. This is your afternoon dose of sanity. This is the Rich Zeoli Podcast.
1: I gotta I gotta take some aspirin, apparently. It's really good for me. Except it may not be really good for me. Daily aspirin for heart attack prevention may do more harm than good. I literally joked about this yesterday. Yesterday yesterday. Good afternoon. Welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Hope you're having a great day today. Study shows sauna use has many of the same benefits as exercise. It's fantastic. Because all I like to do really is just kind of hang out in the sauna and watch people exercising. Uh, hope you're having a great day. Yeah, this is from the New York Post here. It says, regular sauna use has been shown to have many of the same benefits as cardiovascular exercise, including extending your life. According to a forthcoming study in the journal Experimental Gerontology, which is, I subscribe to that. I just haven't got my recent article yet, my recent subscription, my monthly, you know. Dr. Rhonda Patrick, one of the review's authors, told The Post she first started to schwitz at the YMCA as a grad student. I noticed a really profound effect in my mood and my ability to handle anxiety and stress, she said. And so, there you go. You can actually now hit the sauna and it's better than exercise. Two weeks would be the minimum uh, effect time to really see those effects, but here are some of the <clears throat> effects you can get: preventing dementia, depression, inflammation, and improving muscle mass. Plus, flushing toxins like cadmium and mercury out of the body. I know about. I don't know about you. I don't want any cadmium in my body. Get 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 the cadmium out. One can overdo it though. Obviously, now I would assume that a that a hot tub would be just as good as a sauna. So, uh, thank you, Spring Dance. It's not an ad, I'm just saying. I'll probably be jumping into my hot tub after the podcast today at some point. Daily aspirin for heart attack, though, they say can do more harm than good. It may be time to rethink that daily aspirin regimen. That's right. U.S. Preventative Services Task Force submitted a draft of new recommendations on Tuesday. And in these recommendations, the panel says that low-dose aspirin, 81 to 100 milligrams per dose, Can reduce the risk of cardiac events and stroke, but at the same time, increases the risk of major GI bleeding, extracranial bleeding, and intracranial bleeding. Or if you get all three, the tri-bleeding, the trifecta bleeding right there. Evidence points to a long-term reduction in the incidence of colorectal cancer and mortality, but results are limited. I don't know about you, but it seems like every week they change. I mean, I was just joking about this yesterday 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 i was joking about this it seems as if one week they say something's good for us and then the next week that thing will kill us kill all of us and there'll be no one left we'll just all die from it but then the next week after they tell us if you don't take it then you're going to die then that's what's going to happen uh a toddler accidentally broadcasts his mom in a shower live on instagram don't you don't women don't you hate that ladies when that happens to you when that happens, because I don't know about you, but it's very, very awkward. With I, I mean, we appreciate it, of course, the guys do, but certainly can be a little bit awkward. So uh, so this little kid goes in there. First of all, why is he doing this to his mother? That's my question anyway. Why would he do this? I don't know who would who would do this to, to somebody as what I want to know. Why would you do this to your mom? Why would you do that to your mother? Anyway, he accidentally showed his mom on Instagram, and that's very, very embarrassing, I would think, to everybody, right? I mean, to just in in general, and probably the kid, too, I would think. But, I mean, you know, listen, maybe he's trying to get his mom a date. Who knows? don't really know because um, I can't find the story now. Anyway, uh, let me move on to some more potent things today. (laughs) Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, snarks, was at it again. Snarks was at it again today. Boy, was she in a, in, a, in a real sour mood behind the podium today. A real sour mood behind the podium. And we're trying to figure out about Hunter Biden's artwork. We don't have an update yet from the White House on this. However, we do know that Hunter met with potential buyers at his art show last week. We at the New York Post reported on Friday that the first son had sold five prints of his artworks for $75,000 each and that a team of lawyers is reviewing the prospective buyers who are going to be allowed into an upcoming New York show. Um, that seems to suggest a departure from uh, the White House broker agreement where the purchasers would be anonymous. I was
2: hoping you could say if the White House knows who purchased the five prints and whether there is indeed a departure to the arrangement that there would be an anonymity here.
0: I know this is your favorite topic, um, but it, again, it still is the purview of the gallerist we still do not know and will not know uh, who purchases any paintings and the president remains proud of his son
1: the president remains proud of his son there have been several potential buyers to the art show of his of hunter biden's crappy artwork which uh, an art person said that if it wasn't hunter biden maybe the works of art would go for $11,000 maybe i guess i don't know possibly But listen, this is a time for the White House now to fundamentally change our economy, as I've always told you they want to do, which is to fundamentally change our economy. It's what they believe. And why not do it now in the midst of recovering from a global pandemic?
0: The president wants to make fundamental change in our economy, and he feels coming out of the pandemic is exactly the time to do that.
1: Of course, because you'd never, ever let a crisis go to waste, right? That's the number one key thing you do right there. Now, the media should be doing a better job helping them transform the economy. Nancy Pelosi is very upset, the vampiric one, that the media is not doing more. I think the media is doing a great job trying to push Biden's agenda through. But that's me. She sees it differently.
2: Do you think you need to do a better job at messaging
1: and going forward? How do you sell this if ultimately you have to? Well, I it think
2: down? you all could do a better job of selling it, to be very frank with you. But-
1: yeah, I think you all could do it. Hey, it's your job. You're the media. You're supposed to help us. Hey, we're the Democrats. <laughs> uh, yes, right, I know. So that's what's happening right now and some of the things on Capitol Hill. I'm trying to find the audio of when Jen Psaki today took shots at Ted Cruz from behind the podium. I, I don't know uh, if I'll find that, but I'll, I'll try to find it, though. We'll, we'll see. We'll see about that. This is a little bit of something she said today, which uh, does not it's not true but let me play for you what she said and then i'll tell you why it's not true go
2: back to texas um what is the president's message to businesses in texas you mentioned several of them who are based there um when it comes to what the federal guidance is now and now with the state executive order what would the president say to those companies as they're determining what they should be doing right now for their vaccine mandates
0: well we know uh that federal law uh, overrides state law. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would note that uh, earlier, when we put out our guidance uh, on the president's uh, announcement about mandates several weeks ago, he made clear it made clear that uh, again, as I said earlier, requirements are promulgated pursuant to federal law and supersede any contrary state or local law or ordinance. Uh, additionally, nothing in this guidance excuses non-compliance with any applicable state law or municipal ordinance. We put out guidance several weeks ago conveying that clearly, but fundamentally beyond the legal aspect, which is unquestionable
1: in our view, uh, the question for any business. Let let me just uh, point out something here. If federal law overrides state law, how is marijuana legal right now in any state in the country? I'll wait. I'm not suggesting that it shouldn't be legal, but I'm asking the question because it's still illegal on federal law. So if that's the case, then how is marijuana legal in any state? We're we're right now in the position of, I mean, literally as we speak right now, erasing people's criminal records for possession of marijuana. But But it's still illegal because federal law overrides state law, she said. Now, this is one of those areas where I could do an entire show on this whole point. And let me just say that there is the Supremacy Clause of the Constitution, but that's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about here is the whole idea of Jen Psaki and liberals believing that the federal government is the be-all, end-all of everything. This, this is a philosophical point more than a legal point. She's not an attorney, and I, I don't think she is anyway. Neither am I. But this is a, this is a philosophical point. Liberals believe in a strong, centralized government. And conservatives don't. Libertarians don't. I mean, this, is, this has been since the, 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 literally since the start of the Republic, this has been one of the big battle points. If you read the Federalist Papers, the Anti-Federalist Papers, and those two groups battling over a strong centralized federal government, and then the powers of that, and the banking system, and Hamilton, and on and on it goes. Still to this day, though, this is still the, the, the battle. From, from Democrats, from their perspective, the only time states are right is when a Democrat's governor. Otherwise, the states are always wrong. The Tenth Amendment is a bunch of BS. And the federal government should rule on everything. Now, she goes on to say that the federal government, federal law, overrides state law because Democrats don't believe the 10th Amendment exists. They don't believe in it. And so they ignore that. It's, they, they also pick and choose which parts of the Constitution they like and don't like. They do that all the time. They they decide themselves, okay, we're going to follow this amendment. We're not going to follow that amendment. This one we like. This one we don't like. We like this, this. And and they do this all the time, back and forth. But The reality is, They are full of it when it comes to consistency on this issue. Because if federal law overrides state law, so many of their little pet projects would completely be out the window. It would be out the window right now. Because they wouldn't be able to do them because federal law overrides state law. But that's only when they want to go ahead and use it. And don't even get me started on the 10th Amendment and and the way in which the federal government has completely overstate its welcome in all of our lives in defiance of the Constitution of the United States of America. No doubt about that. But again, it's a philosophical point. It's a philosophical point. And Jen Psaki, like every other liberal, just believes in a strong centralized federal government and that's that's the way it is. So why is Joe Biden so unpopular? Well, obviously, can you guess? Cause... Come on, cause, say it with me. Cause
0: several challenges facing the White House right now, not just getting Democrats united on the President's domestic <clears> agenda, but also skyrocketing gas prices, a bad jobs report last week. You've seen several issues, and including the President's poll numbers, seem to be reflecting that. So how is he viewing all of these challenges that are facing the White House right now? Well, he one has an incredible team that's working on all of these issues at one time, uh, and uh, his view is his responsibilities to continue to uh, forge ahead every day and to work to address the challenges the American people are facing. You didn't mention COVID, but. That continues to be uh, on front and center Chris on the Combley. minds of the American people. Uh, people uh, want to return back to a version of normal. Uh, they want to go back to uh, sh- knowing that their kids are safe at school, that they can go to their workplaces, that uh, they don't have to fear uh, for uh, their safety uh, in communities. He understands that. That's what he's working on every single day.
1: Every single day because COVID. So if COVID is still top of mind, the American people, would you like to know the origins of it? Because today the World Health Organization reopened their investigation into the origins of COVID-19. You know why? Because it came from a lab. That's why. And they can't deny the fact that it came from a lab. So a bunch of uh, a, a cache of documents related to coronavirus work at the Wuhan Institute of Virology and Eco Health Alliance has just been unearthed. Again, these amazing internet sleuths, the media does not do a job. So what happens here is you, you, you look around and you, you turn around and you realize that uh, it takes people, amateur journalists, because professional journalists are not going to do anything about this. China is stonewalling the World Health Organization investigators again. China is never going to let people know the truth. So what you've had is you've had internet sleuths from day one, really, who have been trying very hard to get the information out there. And so The Atlantic published a piece a short time ago, the lab leak debate just got even messier. A new leaked document is stirring up another frenzy over the pandemic's origins. What does it really tell us? And and, and this is a key point that I think you need to know in advance of tomorrow's show, because on tomorrow's show, I'm going to speak to the author of the book, What happened in Wuhan? And it's all about how the virus came from the lab in Wuhan. But some of the documents that came out in relation to that article. uh, In May 2020, only a few months into the pandemic, EcoHealth's Peter Daszak ridiculed discussion of the furin cleavage site. Now remember, furin cleavage is my heart cover band name. We are furin cleavage. And it's probably different from the last time I used that joke on the podcast. Because they always have to refresh the names of the bands. If I'm going to reuse a joke, got to give you a new band. We are Furin Cleavage Site. Thank you. Thank you, Cleveland. Because where else would Furin Cleavage, Cleavage Site play but Cleveland, right? You got to play in the cleave. Uh, Let me just start this over. In May 2020, only a few months into the pandemic, EcoHealth's Peter Daszak ridiculed discussions of the furin cleavage site and whether it might be bioengineered as the ranting of conspiracy theorists. Six months later, Daszak was involved in two major international investigations into the pandemic's origins, organized by the World Health Organization and the British medical journal, The Lancet. Now it appears that just a few years earlier, he delivered a detailed grant proposal to the U.S. government with himself as principal investigator that described doing exactly that bioengineering work. It's just shocking, isn't it though? It really is just shocking when you think about all the things that are coming out. And a lot of this now is coming out because uh, the Chinese have done a lot of this work on furin cleavage research and other research in BS level two conditions. You know what that means? That's the biosafety level two. Now, it should be done in a level four. I don't know about you, but I only break out my... my what? 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 My furin cleavage? I For me, I, don't, I only break out my furin cleavage in a, in a biosafety level f- four environment. I Because if you break out a furin cleavage in level two, what happens? You get a global pandemic, obviously. And so many people whip out that cleavage. And you go, put you put it back, please? Put it... Come on, you're going to start a global pandemic. Have some respect. So the Chinese... They liked using the level two biosafety conditions. And lab acquired infections occur much more frequently at biosafety level two. There's also much less oversight at biosafety level two. That's right, exactly right. And so, all of us right now who would like to know the truth about what happened here, even though we all know the truth of what happened here that it was a lab leak, uh, can take a deep breath knowing that at least now, at least now, they are going to reopen the investigation. But even now, China is still misleading us and misleading the world, and always will. And they will never be called out by the American media. Nobody in the American media is going to actually do a thorough investigation on any of this. They're just not. They won't do it because they, they, they're too in the tank for China. They're just too in the tank for China. And and as long as that is the case, and that's going to be the case forever because these people do so much business with China, they rely on China. They really, they, they really do. I mean, you think about most of the news organizations in this country are big corporations. They're owned by big corporations. And where do those big corporations make money? On the screens in China. And so this is why there will never be an actual truth to what happens here. But we can have the World Health Organization come out and try to figure out what's going on. And that's a good thing, at least, I think, for most of us anyway. Uh, let me give you some other updates on what happened today. So over at the FDA, there's uh, the unfilled FDA commissioner position. Now, you know, two, two members of the, of the advisory board stepped out in protest to President Biden coming out and saying, we're all going to get booster shots because that was not what the science said. And once again, the White House jumped the gun and uh, then eventually had to play funny games to make sure that the CDC director would wind up overriding her own advisory board to then go on and say, yeah, we can do these booster shots. So, what is morale like at the FDA? From what I hear, it's very, very low. Why? Because it's being used politically, obviously. Snarks was asked about that today.
0: Jen, I said a couple of quick timing sure. questions um, on the FDA commissioner. I know we keep asking you about this. Yeah. One, do you have any update? And can you address concerns about morale and stability at the agency since this is taking so long to get a nominee? You, have you heard there's morale and stability issues? Yeah there, yeah, there has been reporting that, you know, just the lack of a permanent commissioner, people feel there is not stability there. Um, obviously, we saw concerns come to service about morale when it came to the decision over the boosters, you know, with two of the vaccine officials resigning. Um, so, yeah, there has been reporting for a few months around concerns. Well, I would just to quote Nancy Pelosi, Speaker Nancy Pelosi again, uh, an anecdote is not the basis of data. So, I would say, one, we are very focused on um, ensuring there's an FDA commissioner uh, in tr- in place, uh, nominating exactly the right person. I don't have an update on the timing. I understand why you all are asking about that, uh, but I'm not going to get ahead of the president. I will also note that uh, the FDA and any of our agencies are full of career employees, uh, talented officials, who many of them who have worked at these agencies for years, if not decades, who have moved forward on the approval of vaccines, the approval of boosters, the approval of, um, you know, a range of um, of uh, of um, treatments uh, that can help save lives in the public.
1: Excuse me. (laughs) Sorry, I I was coughing again. Uh, And maybe it was the BS as well. Now, here's the thing. All right. Uh, You would think in the time of fighting a global pandemic that filling the FDA commissioner would be uh, top of mind to everybody. Right. You, You would think so that that would be top of mind, and that would be one of the most important things this administration could do. Except, though, Jen Psaki kind of gave it away. They don't need a commissioner. You know why? Because there's bureaucrats who've been there for decades and decades and decades. And this is the problem with any bureaucracy, is that it's all about the people that have worked there for decades and decades and decades. And they're the first ones to laugh when a Republican gets elected and sends over somebody to the EPA who's actually going to try to reform the agency or any other agency in the federal government, the bureaucrats all go, ho, 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 we've heard this before, trust me, trust me, we'll be here longer than you. And they will. They always are. So in some ways, Jen Psaki's not wrong, because there are people who've been there for decades. They don't really need a commissioner. They're all bureaucrats who are all terrified of COVID and doing whatever the White House wants anyway. And if they're not doing what the White House wants, they're going to quit because they don't want to see their agency used politically, which is exactly what it's being used for, political purposes. No doubt about that. And again, again, Snorks take shots at Ron DeSantis. They hate this guy so much. They can't help but hate him. And Greg Abbott, too. Greg Abbott, too. is He's a governor in a wheelchair. <clears throat> and uh, he was in a very bad car accident very early on. He's in a wheelchair. You know, the, the left... Hates him and and mocks him and belittles him all the time, and it's interesting to me because they're always the kind of people that if 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 he were a Democrat, you would you would hear charges of ableism being thrown at anybody who was a critic of him. That you're just an ableist, uh, and you're you don't like people who are disabled. You, you'd hear those charges being leveled if anybody criticized a Democrat governor in a wheelchair. With Greg Abbott, eh, thats open season. Eh, Go after the guy as much as you want. It's, again, the amazing double standard of the Democrats.
0: I will say, since you gave me the opportunity, um, Governor Abbott's executive order uh, banning mandates, and I would also note announcement by Governor DeSantis this morning essentially banning the implementation of mandates, uh, fit a familiar pattern uh, that we've seen of putting politics ahead of public health, Over 700,000 American lives have been lost due to COVID-19, including more than 56,000 in Florida and over 68,000 in Texas. And every leader should be focused on supporting efforts to save lives and end the pandemic. Why would you be taking steps that prevent the saving of lives, that make it more difficult to save lives across the country or in any state?
1: Well, I guess the question, though, is how are people dying in Texas and Florida? And they're not. So you see, your point is stupid because recently the numbers came out in Florida and the counties that had masks and the counties that didn't have masks, the numbers were all the same. These policies are not killing people, much to the chagrin of Democrats, who I really do think would love to see people die if only to advance their agenda. I know that that sounds like a horrible thing to say, but they don't have the evidence to back up any of these claims. I mean, they just come out and say these things. They they can't back it up. You go, well, then prove it, what you just said about these policies being more dangerous. And they can't. They they just, they they can't. They turn around. But let me introduce you to some real hypocrisy that does not get reported, shall we? In the state of New Jersey, which is my state where I live, we are governed by a king, a jerk named Phil Murphy. And this guy's a real jerk and a gigantic hypocrite. Over at Save Jersey... Great site by my buddy Matt Rooney, New Jersey's number one source of conservative news. Matt Rooney, of course, you can hear on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT Sunday nights. Matt Rooney was able to screenshot and screen grab the pictures uh, on Twitter of the now deleted pictures from the Essex County Education Association. Now, I tweeted this out the other day and I took real shots at these hypocrites and so they blocked me on Twitter. So I was not able to get access to the pictures and then soon they deleted the pictures because what kind of idiots would put this on social media? Garden State Equality, which is the state's leading, and I'm not even exaggerating when I say this, plus plus plus. Infinity Group, see, I just add every letter of the alphabet to it. I just think it's just easier to do that. Hell, it's Equality Ball this past weekend. Now, at this event, all kinds of liberals in the room, all kinds of Democrats in the room, some of the state's most powerful people. And at the event, they were all in there, hundreds of them, packed indoors in a room, not a single mask in sight. Not a single mask in sight. Pictures, hugs, handshakes, lots of pictures and lots of masks. And guess who else was there? You guessed it the jerk himself, Governor Phil Murphy, on stage, maskless. Now, here is what the vaccine or test policy for the ball was. The safety of our guests is our number one priority as such a full COVID-19 vaccination or negative COVID-19 test result will be required to attend the Equality Ball 2021. For patients who are not fully vaccinated, a negative COVID-19 test result must be obtained within 48 hours of the Equality Ball 2021. Please bring a printed copy of your vaccine card, vaccine record, or negative COVID-19 test. We will also accept uh, the Excelsior Pass as proof of vaccination. Nevertheless, the CDC still recommends wearing masks indoors even if you're vaccinated. Why? Why not? Science. Now, Asanto Fauci is even preaching that outdoor masks should make a comeback, as you know. And of course, in the state of New Jersey, King Philip the Unaccountable has now deemed and ruled that all children ages two and up must wear masks at schools and daycares. So the very same teachers that are, are uh, so afraid, so afraid, you understand, of going back into the classroom, unless these kids are masked up, hacks like the Essex County Education Association, a bunch of union hacks, teachers, educators. Well, they have no problem being in an indoor ballroom, hugging and kissing and all the other stuff that they're doing without masks on. And of course, this kind of hypocrisy is what you'd expect from Democrats. They do it all the time. You're just not allowed to do it yourself or you're getting real trouble. But remember something, under the state of New Jersey's recommendations right now, that you're still recommended to wear masks when encountering the following circumstances. Crowded indoor settings, which this big equality ball was. Indoor settings involving activities with close contact with others who may not be fully vaccinated. Well, it wasn't required that every person had to be vaccinated. If you weren't vaccinated, you had to do a test. Indoor settings where the vaccine status of other individuals in the setting is unknown. Well, clearly, not like everybody had a V on their chest where an individual's immunocompromised or at least increased risk for severe disease. Now, Murphy, smart enough, did not send out any tweets from the equality ball, but instead posted a produced video honoring New Jersey's diversity. However, the photos of Murphy maskless indoors uh, showed up. And of course, those maskless photos of Phil Murphy have been all over the internet now, thanks to our great friends over at Save Jersey. And these hypocrites, these people are just such hypocrites. So just think about that as a parent. Now, when your kid has to wear a mask, there's Governor Murphy on the stage. There's all these hundreds of people, many of them educators in the room, terrified, always so afraid of every little thing with the virus. And that's why your kids have to wear masks because these people are afraid. Or is it just control or is it both? Maybe it's both things. Maybe two things can be true at the same time. Isn't that the way it is? I think so, because it seems like whenever it comes to Democrats, hypocrisy, they just knows no bounds. And when you call them out on it, what they do is they turn around and they go, well, you have to understand, like the mayor of Chicago, I'm the face of the city or Nancy Pelosi. I just wanted my hair done or whatever it is. I'm only human. I made a mistake. Oops, sorry. What are you, the fun police? They do this all the time. And they do this all the time because they're raging hypocrites. Meanwhile, people get in real trouble for violating these rules, and there are real consequences to these rules, like kids having to be wearing masks in schools when it's hindering their development, as we all know. But what are you going to do, right? I mean, what are you going to do? Ahem! 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 Peasants! Peasants, gather around! King Philip the Unaccountable has decreed masks for thee, but not for me. Cover up your children's filthy faces. Me and my friends will party without them. So says his highness, King Philip the Unaccountable. Uh, I just can't stand the guy. I really can't stand the guy because I can't stand hypocrites. I just have a real problem with them. You know, I really do. And these people are just the worst of the worst, aren't they? I mean, come on, just the worst of the worst. Uh, guy found, uh, guy had a gourd, I don't know, a gourd, the friggin' big pumpkins. Got $20,000 for it. Man won $20,000 at a pumpkin festival for his 2,000-pound gourd. Who has a 2,000-pound gourd? Oh, by the way, speaking of Hunter Biden... Uh, Some news on this. Joe Biden could become embroiled in the FBI's probe and Hunter's finances, experts say. Emails reveal they shared bank accounts, paid for each other's bills, and the president may have even funded his son's 2018 drug and prostitution binge. Oops. According to the DailyMail.com, emails from Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop. You remember the one that was just Russian propaganda, right? That one that was just fake fake story. Russians, remember? Of course, it turned out to be absolutely true, but didn't stop the media then from going with the narrative and from social media from banning any discussion of the laptop at the time. President may have inadvertently funded his son's 2018 drug and prostitution binge. Emails between Hunter and Eric Schwerin, his business partner at Consultancy Rosemont Seneca, show Schwerin was working on Joe's taxes. Claims raised questions about whether funds from the joint accounts were used for Hunter's May 2018 week-long bender with a prostitute. And uh, the money was flowing between Hunter and his father, and that could make Joe a target of the probe. Now, you know we're not dealing with very intelligent people here, but why the president would share a bank account with his idiot son, that's something that is really something you can't even imagine. Anyway, I'm sure more of this will come out. And then Hunter Biden, of course, telling the prostitute, the naked Hunter Biden, telling the prostitute that the Russians stole another laptop of his. I mean, the Russians keep stealing his laptops At some point or another, don't you get, I don't know, like a tracking device or something for your laptops? Don't you do that just so you don't have to worry about the Russians who keep taking your laptops, Hunter? They keep taking your laptops. Hunter, come on. You lost another laptop. Did you lose another laptop, Hunter? Well, I guess it's going to be one of those situations where we'll never know the truth about this again because the media is not going to look into it. Snarks will just dismiss it, and that'll be it. That'll be the end of it. So what are you going to do in that sense? Now, the other question I have is this, if you're Beto O'Rourke and you want to get back into politics again, do you do it by dropping F-bombs? Because he's, he's got his new Beto cast. And he said, if you want to debate or argue or fight or F with me on politics, I'll take it all day long. Wow. Tough guy. Mr. Tough guy. At one point, they said that guy was a rock star, remember? And they're still talking about potentially running for governor of Texas. He was a rock star. And that was the way it was going to be. Now he sounds like just an angry guy, just an angry, belligerent guy on the sidelines. But nobody's going to point that out because again, Beto's still one of their rock star heroes. So what's going to happen with the American economy right now? What's going to happen? I played you earlier the clip of Nancy Pelosi. Ah, You all could be doing a better job of selling uh, the reconciliation bill. You could be doing a better job of this. But just in case you missed it, I want to play it for you in a little bit of a longer context because I think it's an important point. Which is, who's really at fault here? Is it the White House? Is it the House? Is it the press? Who's at fault for not selling this $3.5 trillion build back better socialist agenda? Uh, thank you,
0: Madam Speaker. Our latest CBS News poll shows that only about 10% of Americans describe themselves as knowing a lot of specific things that are in the reconciliation package, and that the majority don't know anything at all. So do you think you need to do a better job at messaging and going forward, how do you sell this?
2: If ultimately you have to... Well, I think it you all could do a better job of selling it, to be very frank with you, because every time I come here, I go through the list. Family medical leave, climate, the, the issues that are in there. and um, But it is true, it is hard to break through when you have such a comprehensive package. Uh, but uh, as we... Why? Narrow it down and and put it out there. I think that it will. Um, for example, one of the things in the bill is the continuation of the Biden tax credit, that is child tax credit that is in the um, yes within the rescue package that has. Great appeal. Do people know where it, it springs from? No. But it is a, a vast bill. It has a lot in it, and we'll have to continue to make sure the public does. But whether they know it or not, they overwhelmingly support it. And by the way, when they women know it? much more than men. Men like the infrastructure, this one. Yeah.
1: Well, you should should the to go go Men to like the, the infrastructure down. bills. You get that? You know why? Men like cool trucks and big, big trucks and women, women like all that childcare stuff. How is that not a sexist statement from the speaker of the house, the vampiric one? She'll have to apologize that for t- tomorrow. No doubt about it. You're going to get a bunch of very angry women going, we like infrastructure too. How dare you say that? Now you're probably concerned and you should be about the IRS monitoring your bank accounts, because any transaction over $600 in or out is going to get the attention of the IRS. The banks will now have to send that data to the IRS if this becomes law. And it should terrify you because the IRS is going to have the ability to spy on everybody again. And remember what they did at conservatives years ago. They targeted conservative groups. Well, the speaker was asked about that today at her press conference. Kitchen table to
2: our economy, uh, to global and constitutional, you yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, question
1: question, Pelosi, one of the pay-fors in the Build Back Better bill
2: that's been proposed is IRS cracking down on some unpaid taxes. Mm-hmm. Banks are starting to get calls from customers, and they're reporting these calls. They're concerned about this tracking of pay, of transactions that is greater than $600. Um,
1: so Americans are starting to be worried about this. Do you think that this pay-for of, of giving the IRS more money to crack down on unpaid taxes is going to stay in the Reconciliation bill. what do you say
2: to Americans who are concerned about that? Yes, well, I mean, with all due respect, uh, the plural of anecdote is not data. I've said that before here. Yes, there are concerns that some people have, but if people are breaking the law and not paying their taxes, one way to track them is uh, through the banking measure. I think 600, but that's a negotiation uh, that will go on as to what the amount is. Uh, But yes...
1: Yes, yes, they'll have the ability to spy on you under the guise that billionaires aren't paying their taxes. So anybody with more than $600, the IRS should be able to spy on their bank accounts. Do you follow that logic? I hope you do. It's terrifying what's going to happen. But maybe Superman can save us. Can Superman save us? Possibly, maybe, right? Or maybe Superman will go full-on woke. I don't mean his son being gay. I mean the issues that Superman will be tackling. New comic book writer was on CNN with John Berman. And just because we can't, we have to ruin everything. We can't have any nice things. Why Why have nice things with Superman? He's got to get all woke.
0: The Superman, what should Superman
1: represent today? Um, a new Superman, if you're going to make a new Superman, what should that look like? And it struck me as it would be a real opportunity lost if we had another, we had Clark Kent replaced by another straight white savior. So... Here was an opportunity to create a Superman who could represent a whole new group of people. And I think that was one that we had to leap on. And we'll be addressing modern day issues like? Like the climate crisis, like refugees. Um, John, in the last issue, has just been arrested attending a protest trying to stop the refoundment of asylum seekers. Um, he us yeah, 45 minutes of hard time, is how he puts it. Uh, but as a as a stand, it's a very po- powerful thing. And he- Yeah, you see, that's the thing. We don't want just another white savior. We got enough of those, right? Those white saviors. We got enough of those people. We don't need any more of them. We already got one in the White House. Joe Biden, our white savior. Why, why would we need one in comic book form? Everything woke turns to blank. Former President Trump said it best. Everything woke turns to S. H-I. You know, I like the personal podcast because we're kids. Superman, can you save us now? No. I'm too busy dealing with climate change and making sure people are recycling. Have a great rest of your day today. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Appreciate it.